Great to see everyone. We're going to jump into it today. Uh, just want to uh, draw your attention to a few things. We shared last week, but I wasn't here in the flesh to share it with you. Uh, welcome, by the way, to everyone Little Current and watching online at home. We're glad that you're with us today. Uh, we had our fun fest yesterday. It was amazing. Great time for those of you who are here. Man, give it up for all the volunteers that hopped out yesterday. Woo! All right. It was so good. And you know what? Our, our, I'll talk about our team from Orange, Broadway Church in Orangeville in a moment, but you guys don't know, but you made it into the paper. Uh, so it's like, man, first time in Espanola, you were there, you don't even know it, and in the paper. So anyways, it's good stuff. Uh, if you want to contribute financially to help us cover the costs associated with yesterday, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. Our church would greatly appreciate it. And these things cost money, and I, we're just raising funds to cover things. So if you can... Uh, uh, just throw in a few extra dollars, so to speak. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated to help us cover the expenses. Also, we kind of overestimated on the amount of buns we needed. You may have seen them when we you came in. Yeah, it's all right. It's all good. Uh, bread's good for most of us, not everyone, but for most of us, bread is okay. If you want to grab and help us get rid of them, uh, they're not free, okay? I just, just to be clear, when they're green, I'll give them to you for free, but they're not free. Uh, if you, if we're asking for $4 per bag, and it just helps us cover uh, the extra ones, and uh, we'll make use of what, whatever's left over, but if you, how many of you eat hamburgers or hot dogs during the summertime at all? Okay, so you know that you need, usually you have a bun with those things, not always, but usually, right? So there you go. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to ask Pastor Janet to come up from uh, the team from Orangeville. Uh, but I just, we'll just hold off for a second. I want to thank Pastor Jeremy Murdoch for stepping in last week, uh, uh, giving that message. So I hope that it uh, spoke to you. It's always great to have our regional director, even by video. It's good to have him uh, join us. I want uh, everyone to do something for our church um, that's really super important. We're coming into uh, our kids' camp uh, in the next couple weeks, Pastor Andy mentioned it in the video announcements to kick us off. I need you to pray for our kids camp, all right? We're not doing this just to have uh, keep ourselves busy this summer, all right? Pastor Andy and I, we're good, all right? We're already ticked that box, but uh, we are uh, doing this to minister to the kids in the community. Yes, we need volunteers, so if you're able, we'd love to have you part of that, but I need you to pray. So pray this week leading into it. Pray next week, the first week of camp. Pray the week after. Uh, just about, I don't know, I'll, I'm just going to throw out a number. It's somewhere like 90% of the kids signed up don't come to our church. Their families don't come to our church. So, like, you need to pray. We're going to preach the gospel, and we're going to get to know these families. So just just uh, keep it in prayer. And sometimes people don't know how to serve the church. How, how, what can I do for God? Pray. Pray. And some of you are gifted in prayer. Some of you, like me, it's hard, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to pray now. And it's like you're amping up. But uh, for others, you're gifted in it. So please keep it in prayer over the next few weeks. All right, speaking of prayer, I want to pray for Jason, who's at home today. He's not feeling well. If you could raise your hand, even a little current, raise your hand if you're not, if you got a healing need. All right, we're going to pray. And here's the deal when we pray, Jesus heals us. All right, as simple as that. When we don't pray, guess what happens? He don't heal us. 
All right, so we're going to pray today. So join with me in prayer. God, we pray today that you would take our bodies, that you'd restore them, that you would set us free from disease and illness. We pray for Jason in particular today, Lord, as he's uh, resting and recovering. Lord, I pray, God, that you would fill his body with your presence and your spirit and that you'd heal every organ in, within his body, Lord, that's uh, struggling in this moment. God, we pray for those with hands raised at our little current campus, maybe those at home and those right here at our Espanola campus. God, we pray by the power of the Spirit that you would come upon us. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your Spirit, Lord, that we are set free, delivered, and healed. So God, I pray that whatever we're struggling with, whether it's a a muscle issue, a back issue, an organ issue, uh, just something in our bones ain't right, Lord, God, I pray whatever it is, God, that you would come by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, we pray that the Holy Spirit would come Come and fill us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet today. And Jesus, we pray in Jesus' name, we're believing in faith that people are being healed as we're praying right now. God, we're not here just to, uh, uh, just to have a moment or just to do something interesting. No, we're praying and believing in faith that you will heal us today. In Jesus' name, everyone said... Amen. All right, there we go. And if you go to the doctor and you're like, well, you healed me, whatever, just tell me, okay? It's very helpful, all right? And uh, it's good stuff. All right, uh, Pastor Jana, would you come up? And uh, just so you know, Pastor Jana's a very organized person, and I told her this morning, guess what's going to happen? You're going to come up here. I know, it makes Arlene mad. But anyways, because she's like kind of like you in that way. Anyways, (laughs) notice I never call Arlene up because it's like, whoa, we'll be getting in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you'll pay for it later, sucker. Uh, Anyways, so Pastor Janet leading the team from Broadway Church in Orangeville. Now, here's the deal. Pastor Janet and I go way back, way back to when our kids weren't tall and mouthy. Yeah, right? They were sweet. I have beautiful memories of Pastor Janet and Sean's children. I won't say it because I don't want to embarrass them. But uh, beautiful memories. And anyways, they're here with us. Uh, why don't you just share, if you can, with our church, just kind of your heart behind coming up this week. Now, here's the deal. You guys don't know this. If the Orangeville, a Broadway church team from Orangeville hadn't shown up, we would have been in trouble yesterday. Okay, so just so you know, you made it happen, and you made the paper. So it's not a successful trip. All right, why don't you, just as quick as you want, just share. Sure. Good morning, everybody. Morning. We are so excited to be here today, and thank you so much to Pastor Jason, Arlene, and Lincoln and Leland, and your team for hosting us. We are so thankful to be here. Uh, I think really what happened, how we came to be here, is we I brought some of our uh, missions team members with us today, and they came to me, and they were trying to figure out how we could get some more missions trips going, and uh, they said, I think we should do a Canadian trip, and I said, I, th- I think I know a place. I think I know a guy, so let me make a phone call, and uh, we did this thing called a family mission trip, so our team, we have like some younger, some taller, so we have all different types of people came with us here today, and so you know, our church back in Orangeville uh, is praying for you all today, they wanted to send their love and encouragement as well, and we just wanted to come and to serve alongside you, not because we know anything different but because we believe in what God is doing in your community. And I think just to encourage you today, I feel like the church needs encouragement. I think you need to know that you need to never minimize the small things. 
And there's something powerful that can be happening in your community by just handing someone some food and telling them God bless you or having conversations out in the front parking lot here, playing some games or encouraging some family members who need to know that the church is a place where they can come and be loved and be cared for. And so today, just know that God, like God's Holy Spirit is here. And if you know that God loves you and you believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, there is nothing that you can't accomplish. And when you bring in kids for camp and when you welcome your community and when you talk to your friends at your jobs and your, your schools and in your neighborhoods, don't ever underestimate what God can do in your life and through your life. So don't hesitate. Volunteer for summer camp. It's going to be awesome here, I think, in a couple of weeks. There's going to be kids who just need to know that there are people who love them. It doesn't matter what color your hair is or how tall you are. Just come and tell kids that God loves them, that the church is a place for them. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, and don't underestimate your testimony. Thank you. Don't underestimate your testimony. That is something that God has given you. So know that he's loved you. He's giving you your testimony for a reason, whether it was an easy road or a rough journey. Share your testimony. Share God's love with people. Amen. Yeah? Okay. Is that okay? Yes. And speaking of testimonies, are you guys ready? We have a few team members who are going to come up and share. So we have, come on up, come up right now. I'll introduce you guys. Some of our team was up here already this morning. So we, by the way, we would love to meet you guys. So don't be shy. Come and say hello. We're a pretty friendly bunch. We have two of our students. We have Riley and Leah. And then we have Aaron. And we have Femi, who's actually one of our missions team directors. So he actually put this whole trip together. I'm just sort of here for, for fun and for emotional support. So who wants to go first? Can, why don't you guys like, I don't know where your camera is. Okay, come on down so we can see you. Okay, here's Aaron. Beat, uh, fighting over the mic of who has to go first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Aaron. Um, I'm from, of course, Broadway, Orangeville, as you know. I don't actually live in Orangeville. I live in Caledon, which is close to Toronto, as you know. It is a nice place, yes. Um, and we're very blessed. I, used to, I grew up in Brampton, which uh, is crowded now. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just actually Femi last year was talking about a trip like this up north. He wasn't sure exactly where, and he asked, and he said, would you like to come up and meet? Like, the Holy Spirit just dropped in my heart. It's like, yeah, let's do that. Of course, I had no idea. It's like he could have just had us, I don't know, doing whatever. I have no <laughs> idea. But, it's, but, of course, you know, I knew Femi, and, and he knew that would be a, a wonderful uh, trip and, and a wonderful thing um, to come. So... Yeah, and then, of course, as, as time went on, we got more information, and it's like, this, I like this. Um, but, you know, and I like your community. It's, it's, this is community. It's small enough where people, everyone knows everyone, which can be good and bad, of course. <laughs> um, but the good part about it is that you have community, and that's, I, I find that even Orangeville, even places like Brampton, Toronto, it's, it's so big now. It's that you don't, nobody knows anybody, you know, and that's, so yeah, there might be opportunities or jobs or whatever, but then, the downside, everyone just kind of goes home to the rural apartment at the end of the day, and, and that's it, you know, or whatever. Um, so there's, you know, coming up here, I just winged it, and I thought this morning, I, I should do more than just winging it, but then I realized, this is how you, you guys roll, and that's okay, and it's, I like that. Um, so, thanks. I can go. <laughs> yeah, so my name is Femi. I'm one of the... Uh, the International Missions Lead for Broadway Church. So we've been planning, we plan to go to Colombia and we put all the plans together and everything, but at the point of executing the plan, everything just doesn't work out. 
and we continued to pray and pray. And I felt like instead of going overseas, because we've been to our church, I've been to Guatemala many times and stuff like that. I just feel like we need to do Canadian missions trip. So I started to pray and I was like, oh, I don't really know where to go. So I talked to Pastor Jana and he's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. I got you guys. So we continued to pray. Uh, we got a very good volunteer uh, to come with us. Uh, through so many trainings and praying and fundraising, we find ourselves here and I'm so blessed uh, to be here. Yeah, I'm so blessed to be here. Uh, so, uh, so the testimony I just want to share with the church, uh, my testimony about Jesus is, um, so the way I met Jesus and I know how powerful the name Jesus is, uh, was from my grandmother. So I grew up in Nigeria, in West Africa. So uh, the first time I heard about Jesus was through my grandmother. Uh, so uh, at the time, I was having sleepless nights. I was in grade five, grade six. So in the night, I'll go to sleep. And in my dream, I always see like, um, like cows chasing me in my dream. And throughout the night, I will run and run, and like just wake up tired. I won't be able to sleep. And I was, so that was going on and on. And I can't sleep. I'll go to school. I'll be feeling drowsy in class. Like, it's like something was just wrong with me. So, uh, my, so I was, and I was close to my grandmother. So she said, Femi, come. Anytime you have that dream again, just mention in the name of Jesus. So that was my first encounter with Jesus. So she's like, so, and I know she's a very prayerful woman. Like, you see her praying, you know. She'll just be praying. So I went to sleep again, and this cow started chasing me again. And I just kept on hearing my grandmother's voice in the name of Jesus. So I stopped in that dream for the first time, because I always run, you know, run for your life. So, so I stopped. I don't know how I got the energy, you know, the power to stop. And I looked back saw two cows, and I mentioned in the name, like I, I no, not mentioned, I screamed, in the name of Jesus. And this cow stopped and turned back, and that was it. <laughs> Till today, that was it. So, yeah, so, uh, so I, I woke up, even as I woke up, in the, I was like, in jail! Like, oh. <sighs> so, and as a child, I knew there was something special in that name. Like there was something like, you know, because I slept for the, f like throughout that week for the first time like a baby. Like I was asleep like, oh, hallelujah. Like, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and that's just, I grew up with that. So anytime I'm facing something outside of my scope, I'll just get myself in a kind of a prayer mood and continue in the name of Jesus. In the name of, I don't know how it is, but I always just get, even like exams, uh, I'm trying to read, I don't get it, I'll pray in the name of Jesus. Even at my work, like there's some, some projects, and it seems as if I'm not like having clue to what it is, I bring it to Jesus. Everything, even this trip, I'm like, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Please help me. And I just bring everything in. And I've seen like so many tremendous work 
like things. So I look smarter than I am. Like even seriously at work, I look smart. But I knew, like I know that it's in the name of Jesus. So I just want to encourage the church, please don't let us take this name like, oh, in Jesus' name. No, you know, like the song we had this morning, how powerful it is, how powerful. So please don't let us let that go. We have that with us. No matter what it is, be encouraged. In Jesus' name, be encouraged. Amen. Hi. <laughs> my name's Leah. And so I just wanted to share this morning just like a little part of my testimony. So, so basically, I've known Jesus since like I was seven. I remember sitting in his church and there's like, does anyone want to accept Jesus? And I said yes. But in that moment, I didn't really understand what that meant. I was just like, oh, yeah, this sounds so amazing. But I didn't really understand. And so I didn't truly, like, know what that meant until, like, I was in grade six. I was at a conference. And just the speakers and the worship, they just really helped me know that I was loved by Jesus. And this, this was, like, a relationship for me that I could have with him. And so from there, it was up and down. I went to conferences. I had, like, lots of fun. But, like, I didn't always know... I always knew that he loved me, but I didn't always want to make an effort in that relationship to, like, be, like, a part of, like, what, like, his plan was for me. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this sounds so great, but Jesus just, that sounds, like, that sounds like too much for me to have to do every day. But then slowly, as years went by, I decided to start to push myself to read my Bible every day and, like, start some plans on my Bible app. And so I just started to grow closer to him and learn more what he wanted from me. And so recently, I went to a summer camp training for being like a counselor, which I'm so excited for. And they taught me this verse, Colossians 3, 23 to 24, that says, everything you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. So this just really helped me realize that like everything you do you need to do for the Lord and he will just help you just live a great life so that you don't have to worry about anything that's going to happen and so this just reminded me of so many great things like some songs like one of my favorite songs is called my champion and it's the some of the lyrics say that giants fall when you stand every battle you've won I am who you say I am you crown me with confidence and it says with the one who has conquered it all and so this just helps me know that we can do everything for him with all our hearts because he makes giants fall. He wins every battle and he conquers, he conquers everything. And we can do these because we are who he says we are. He gives us confidence and he wraps us in courage and love to do everything we do for him. And like there's just so many good songs that are encouraging. Like these, some of my favorites are I Need a Ghost, I Thank God, Zeal, and Running to the Light. And so I think that these just are all really great songs that can help us to just do everything we can and just work for the Lord with all our heart. Because I think sometimes it doesn't really matter what else we do. We just need to work for everything for the Lord because then that can just help us to push us just to grow in our relationship with him because I think that's just a key point of loving God. Hi, I'm Riley. Um, just to kind of start off, um, I've been a Christian all my life. I'm only 16. Um, but 
Um, I live with my parents who are very strong believers. Um, so my testimony is kind of about how a time in my life I kind of, I turned away from God um, in times where I was struggling and um, how I found him again. Um, the past two years for me have been a roller coaster and I, everyone has their ups and downs. Um, I found Christ at a very young age and I did what any other Christian would do. I would pray, um, <laughs> sorry, um, I read my Bible, did my devotions, um, sorry. Um, so it was the start of last year, um, and I, sl- I, was slip- I was slipping away from Christ. I kept asking the question, why? About a year ago, I had a small stroke. I developed stroke-like symptoms, and to this day, I'm still fighting through it. Um, keeping in mind I'm a high-performance competitive swimmer, I was selected to be on the Ontario team. I was a few seconds away from the Olympic trial time. Um, I had my head straight. I was focused. I worked hard for what I wanted. Um, and as you can imagine, after this, it, uh, it made an impact. Um, after many diagnoses, my dreams and my goals felt like they were all being crushed and that it was just taken away from me. And it's been extremely frustrating. I've been angry. I've been sad. Um, but the one thing that I realized through all of this was that I was missing God. I was so focused on getting better. I was so focused on just why this was happening to me, why I wasn't getting healed. How come? Why me, God? Why me? Um, and I just, I forgot about all the wonders that God can really do. Um, so through all of this, I've been diagnosed with a few neurological issues, and it's impacted many parts of my life. Um, and it just, it, it felt like I was falling apart. Um, I was falling apart when God was trying to pick me up, and I was blindsided to that because I was scared, and I was, I was afraid I was asking for too much at the time. Um, sorry. Um, I... I didn't want to put my trust and my faith in God to heal me because I was scared. But God hears us when we pray, when we worship, when we do our devotions. He hears us. And just because something isn't happening now does not mean that it's not going to happen. Um, And it opened my eyes to, like, what my priorities should be. And that even through, like, your toughest battles, God will be there and that he will help you fight them. And because of the struggles within, we feel that God doesn't care about us. We feel that... God may not love us, um, but he does, and he's going to work with us and pull us through it and build us up and get through whatever it is that you and me or all of us, whatever we are going through, because his mercy is consistent and powerful and endures forever. But I realize that it takes two. It's me and God. It's not just all God. I have to put in some effort, too. Um, it's our, go- it's our job to trust him with the process. And in Christ looking for you, it's our business to make sure that we are looking for him as he is looking for us. So now after a year with dealing with this battle, um, I'm now on a break from swimming, and I am now teaching kids swimming lessons, and I'm using my love for that sport and to share it with others. Um, I'm regaining strength, and spiritually, mentally, and physically, I'm doing better than I ever was before. Um, I came to him at a time in need, and I repented. I found him again, and now instead of just knowing that he has me, I know I have him. Um, And I know that everything's going to be okay, 
because I have God. And that if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. Because if God led you in it, he's going to lead you through it, and he's going to bring you out of it. And I just want you to put that in your spirit. If he led me to it, he's going to lead me through it, and he's going to bring me out of it. All right, thanks so much to the four of you. Go ahead and uh, grab a seat. And, uh, man, uh, awesome testimonies. Thank you for sharing. That is a very difficult thing to do. So I honor each one of you for sharing today and uh, seeing what the Lord is doing in your life. The truth is every one of us can give testimony to what God is doing. And uh, it just takes a moment for us just to kind of reflect. I'm going to give you a message today. And uh, uh, I'm going to give it to you out of a fire hose in honor of our firefighters yesterday here. So we're going quick, and it's going to be a plunge. All right. Today's message is titled, Is There Hope? And uh, I felt like just giving this message just because yesterday was Canada Day. I just want to reflect on a few things as Canadians and uh, what's going on in our lives. It's been said that the value of things uh, things increase as we realize that we are about to lose them. When you're about to lose something, all of a sudden it's like, man. I need that, right? It's like when your uh, spouse, Arlene, throws out all your stuff, and it's like, man, I need that, right? And uh, some of you know what that's like. I think that those of us who've had the good fortune of being born and raised in Canada have developed the subconscious notion that Canada always was and always will be, right? Yet today we live in a world with great uncertainty, for some, this uh, uh, maybe has always been the case, even within our own country, but we live in days of uncertainty, and we need to learn to trust the Lord, just as each of these uh, people shared a moment ago. I want us to consider deeper, more foundational issues. There is a great vacuum of leadership in our country, but, God, uh, but the future of Canada does not rest with the political leaders, Right? We have to remember that it doesn't rest in political leaders. It actually rests in the hands of our Lord and Savior. The future of this country ultimately rests in the hearts and minds of Canadians. Robert Lalonde, he was a uh, senator in the States, I think Wyoming, uh, quoted this one time. He said, we have politicians who represent us. We elected them. If we want to change something in government, we had better change ourselves. thought that was good. Our first thought today is this. I'm, gonna, I'm going quick, so get ready. Our first thought is this. Gratitude for what we have. We have become, or actually I think we always have been in some ways, a nation of complainers. I think that uh, this uh, thing predates my generation, but of course all of us are part of it, including my generation. We complain about taxes, we complain about government spending, and we complain about cuts to social programs. I had people complaining to me about stuff in our town this week, and by the end of it, I was exhausted. It is not wrong to hold the government accountable for its actions in these and other areas, but we must be aware that in the process of addressing the problems, we don't overlook the blessings. Philippians 2 verse 14 says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Philippians 2.14, do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Colossians 2, verse 6 through 7, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Awesome. 
Gratitude gives birth to the will to survive. Here's our next thought. Desire to understand others. Canadians don't know each other, really. We really don't know each other too well. We tend to travel south, or at least out of our country, instead of traveling east to west or north. <laughs> An old New Brunswick premier, uh, premier, Frank McKenna, once said, one of the big roadblocks in achieving national unity is a complete lack of understanding of our mutual aspirations. We've allowed our differences to, to divide us. We have the different regional interest groups competing with each other and with Ottawa for more power. Romans 12, verse 10 says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Philippians 2, verse 4 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. A desire to understand one another will result in more discussion and less debate. Have we actually stopped to try to learn something about one another? A debate begins with each side having its mind made up and opinions firmly entrenched. A discussion leaves more room for understanding and compromise. We just need to listen more. Our next one here is this voluntary surrender. We are a society obsessed with insisting on our rights. The Canadian Charter of Rights places great emphasis on individual rights rather than the collective rights of society. Freedoms and rights are a part of what make our country a great place to live. The problem is that many Canadians want total personal freedom without limits of corresponding responsibilities. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 23 says, All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Well, Pastor, I just want to do whatever I want. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, seriously, go nuts. You know, I don't know, whatever that means for you, you know. You want to drive fast? Okay. You want to... Uh, Work on Sundays? Okay. I, I'm making up stuff. But I'm hopefully not offending anyone. I don't know. I drive fast and I work Sunday, so there you go. But uh, for, <laughs> I didn't know I was talking about myself there when I started. First Corinthians 10, verse 23. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. Well, Pastor Jay, I just want to drink this weekend. Go ahead. Is it helpful? All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Francis Schaeffer once said, If there is not a proper balance between form and freedom, then the society will move into either of two extremes. Freedom without a proper balance of form will lead to chaos and the total breakdown of society. Form without a proper balance of freedom will lead to authoritarianism and to the destruction of individual and social freedom. But no further, no society can exist in a state of chaos. And whenever chaos is reigned for even a short time, it has given birth to the imposition of arbitrary control. If we don't reverse the trend in our society and voluntarily limit our freedoms, we will someday lose them. Which some of us are seeing. Worship team, would you come up, please? Our fourth one here. Possess, possesses moral values. Proverbs 14, verse 34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Church, there is no constitutional reform or economic reform that can save a nation experiencing the judgment of God. Like, seriously, 
We think that if we get a new law in place in our country that suddenly things will change for the better. Come on. No constitutional reform or economic reform can save a nation experiencing the judgment of God. The Apostle Paul wrote, If God be for us, who can be against us? Our national salvation rests upon a return to biblical values. I'm talking about a morality which exceeds the legal code. Again, Francis Schaeffer wrote, But something is, has, uh, something is happening that has happened in the past 60 years. This was written a while ago. The freedom that once was founded upon a biblical consensus and a Christian ethos has now become autonomous freedom, cut loose from all restraints. Here we have the world spirit of our age, autonomous man setting himself self up as God in defiance of the knowledge and the moral and spiritual truth which God has given. Here's the reason why we have a moral breakdown in every area of life. The titanic freedoms which we once enjoyed have been cut loose from their Christian restraints and are becoming a force of destruction leading to chaos. I spoke about prayer earlier. 2 Chronicles 4, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves... You know what I've discovered in my own life this year, but I'm seeing it everywhere I go. We don't humble ourselves enough to pray anymore. So we're missing the first part of God's call in our life in 2 Chronicles 4, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name, every single one of us today, I don't care where you are, you are called by name. But we must humble ourselves and pray and seek the face of God and turn from our wicked ways. Then it says, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Well, pastor, why isn't there anything happening in our community, across our country, you name it? Because we have not humbled ourselves. I really believe it. Sometimes I wonder why I call prayer meetings at our church. I do. I just kind of wonder. I know who's going to come. And I think, why, why should I bother? Because we must humble ourselves and pray and seek the face of God and turn from our wicked ways. Here's our final thought today. Devotion and prayer. Three things we should pray for. You can kind of jot these down. I've already been ripping through it, so I apologize, but Three things you can jot down here. What should we pray for? Wisdom and courage for our leaders. First Timothy two chapter two verses one through two says, First of all, then, I urge you I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. We need to pray for wisdom and courage in our leaders. Secondly, we need to pray for salvation of the masses. We've become one of the world's greatest mission fields. I would argue the greatest because of, well, just <laughs> the things going on in our, our own country. Some people don't believe that there will be masses of people saved in the last days, that kind of thing. That's bogus. All right? It's bogus. God wants every single one of us to be saved. Not one, that would, not one would perish. So I don't know about you, but if there's 8 billion people on the planet, that's a lot of people, right? That's a lot of salvations. 
salvations of salvation of the masses. There's a church in Southern California that is famous, but not super famous. You know, we have super famous churches these days, and then they get in trouble, and then oh no. Anyways, there's a church in Southern California. It's very well known in that area. I I, I just started following their pastor online. He was kind of been an inspiration to me in my life. And uh, anyways, they run crusades every summer. It's like old school name crusades. They've been doing it for 34 years. They've seen 6 million people attend and 600,000 people saved in 34 years. That's pretty good, right? Salvation of the masses. So first, uh, pray for wisdom and courage for our leaders and salvation for the masses. And the third one, this is, this is my heartbeat. This is where I kind of really hang out. We need to pray for renewal in the church. So here's my question. I said, is there hope? Is there hope for Canada? Yes, but we are involved in a spiritual battle for the soul of our nation. Our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty. That's just like we prayed. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. So our hope rests on our willingness to adopt these attitudes essential for our survival that I shared today. Anyways, there's the fire hose for today. Why don't we stand together and uh, we'll pray. Oh, yeah, thank you, Richard. Yeah, they snuck it there. <laughs> Sneaky. This is okay. Everyone does that to me. It's all right. I'm still alive, still standing. So let's pray. And then Brianna's going to lead us another song. So God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for the uh, Spirit, uh, your Holy Spirit in this place today. Lord, we thank you for the good things you've done in our lives. God, I pray that you would use what's been spoken uh, through the testimonies and message, message today. God, that you'd use it to just stir us and start something fresh within us. So God, I pray that you'd be with us, that your Spirit be upon us, and that you lead us into the coming days. God, we just thank you for our nation. We thank you for Canada Day, and we do pray for forgiveness and that you would heal our land and we think of all the things that we need to uh, uh, seek forgiveness for and, and within others with even within our own community lord but god we also understand that this is a land of freedom and this is a land of faith and god we just pray that we pray over canada today and uh, god i just pray for our leaders i pray for our politicians our mayors our prime minister lord i just pray that your hand would be upon them lord i pray that we'd stop pointing the finger and debating and yelling and screaming. And then, God, we would just look towards you, and, God, we would uh, look towards the future with hopefulness and the plans that you have for us. So, God, I just pray your spirit be upon us as we continue to pray for, our, for those in leadership across our land. God, we thank you for what you've done in our lives, for bringing us here today. Lord, I just pray a blessing on all of our visitors today, uh, those just hanging out for the holiday weekend. And, God, I just pray that you'd be with us as we go from this place in a few moments. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Why don't you sing loud, and Brandon's going to lead us.